coming of age the podcast a cautionary tale listen to what they say then do the opposite your hosts colin flynn and john m craig thank you for joining us episode 160 unbecoming of age the podcast it's all about two guys never met in real life living very far apart in america i'm colin flynn i live in iowa my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. I live in Red Bank, New Jersey, and that's where I am right now, which is a rarity, especially on a Sunday night. But uh, I'm not working tomorrow, Colin, because it's uh, we have a day off. Tomorrow would be uh, a holiday, I believe, that's celebrated on the East Coast, but uh, nah, not even anymore. No, a lot of people are against Columbus Day, but they don't call it Columbus Day anymore. I mean, I don't know what they call it. I don't think it's a, a holiday. It's a union holiday for for my uh, local local 817 theatrical the, teamsters. The Italians, the Italians still love Columbus Day. Not all Italians. Some <laughs> people. No, they, they're not. It's it's not really good look. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of worn yeah. off a little bit. It's no longer. Uh, yeah, it's no longer politically correct. Like a lot of things, but uh, you know what the hell. Um, you know. So you got the day off, so you're gonna tomorrow. Go tomorrow, yeah. I mean, today is tomorrow is the first day of shooting for this movie that I'm working on. Okay, but they're shooting in Chicago. The first shooting. nine days of shooting are in Chicago. The movie, after all, is called the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay, yeah, which makes sense that they would do some. Shooting. Well, right, yeah, you know, it's it's a period piece. It's 1968, 1969, I believe. 67, 68? I don't know. I don't know. I, I was don't, Abby Hoffman, was he a Chicago Yes, seven? he was yes. one of the... Yep, yep. Okay. I don't know who's All playing right. Abby Hoffman. I'm, yeah. I'm going to guess it's Seth Rogen. He would be a good... He looks like it. Well, he, you know, yes. it could be... What's his name? It could be uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't really know. You're just trying to pick Jewy-looking guys. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I don't really know. I just... Yeah. They're both Jewish. Yeah. One guy... Yeah. They're not Americans. Neither right. of them. Yeah, one's, a, one's a Canadian, and the other's a, a Brit. Yeah, yeah. They're taking all the, they're taking all the jobs away. You know, yeah. Trump's right. Trump is right. You know what? We need to make America great, and we got to start with the movie industry. Eddie Randbane is in this movie too. This is some bullshit. Joseph, thank some, goodness for Joseph yes. Gordon-Levitt. Is he American? He, I, I was, I assume he's American, but I don't know. He seems, he seems Canadian to me. Now, a lot of times when people say they're Canadian, I, I'm, I'm like, really? I, I get fooled because I, I don't really, I don't think of. I just I don't have a mental image of what a Canadian should be like, except for that guy. I think he's he's got to be a Canadian. I just somehow picture him wearing flannel and saying "Yeah, hoser," you know that kind of stuff or whatever Canadians and say. I'm hey. sorry, sorry, sorry. Did did uh, did uh, Justin uh, Justin uh, Trudeau? Tim Lake? Oh, did he, Trudeau? No, no. I was going to say Timberlake too. It's it's wild that it'd be like Justin and I think Timberlake. Yes, yeah. uh, did Justin Trudeau win uh, the election after his? Uh, Blackface, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did. Yeah. I mean, of I course he's he still, yeah, he's still in place. We we have the weirdest world leadership everywhere right now, going on right now with uh, with uh, Boris, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Johnson uh, in the UK and right. Trump and uh, and and you know the Canadian thing. They're just really strange, strange leaders everywhere. The, the world has decided let's just pick the freakiest freaking dude we can and put him in office. And uh, so, yeah, the rest of us are trying to just scratch our heads and and figure all that shit out, you know, because it it it, just, it doesn't make sense. It, it it it's it's uh it's odd. It seems like anybody could could make better decisions than some of these guys do. But 
Yeah, that's that's politics. It's I, I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to the election. I, I am because it's going to be crazy. It's going to be it's going to be mixed up, and I think there's still some twists and turns. I think there's some some unknown things that are still going to pop up. I have no idea what that is. I'm not trying to predict anything, but I I just I somehow feel we got the Scooby Doo mask is going to come off, uh, and we're going to find out that uh, I don't know something something strange is going to happen. I I'm not I'm not I'm not going to pay attention to any of it. No, uh, not really. Well, I mean I, I I'm aware, you know, of uh, the impeachment process with Trump and the whole Ukrainian thing, which is just way too much to keep up with. Yeah, that's it really is thinking, hard to follow. Yeah, and that's why I'm thinking something weird's got to happen still because that whole thing is just too strange. It's there's just there's moving parts and pieces yet that are going on and uh it's almost yeah it's it's too hard to predict so i don't know you, you're better off tuning out i i, I believe that I, I really do just wait until it just wait until it, the, the smoke clears and uh someday we'll all look back at this and go that was that was strange how did we get through that i have no idea it's kind of like watching uh it's kind of like watching uh el camino did you watch el camino what's el camino El Camino is the uh, Breaking Bad movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it just uh, it was on Netflix on Friday. Started, yeah, yeah. And did you watch it? I did watch it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It was. Uh, I think probably some people uh, would watch it and maybe expect uh, um, expect a different movie. It, it, it typical with the what is his name? Vince Gilligan is that his name? The Vince Gilligan, the. Uh, Writer, showrunner, creator yeah. of uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yes. Yeah. So he likes to take things in a direction that uh, I think is you know he, outside the realm of what you'd be expecting. He directed it, right? Yes, he directed. He it. he wrote and directed the this movie, and it's basically it it leaves off where where um, Breaking Bad ended. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it yeah. It, Aaron kinda, Paul's story, right? J, uh, Pinkman. Yeah, Jesse takes, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, Jesse Pinkman. It takes uh, Jesse and uh, it kind of clears up some of the loose ends with uh, with with Jesse, and you got uh, Badger and Sneaky Pete are on there. And any uh, not it's not Sneaky Pete. Is it Sneaky Pete? Sneaky Isn't Pete, it Skinny right? Pete? Skinny Pete, Sneaky Pete. Sneaky, Sneaky Pete, Pete is the Amazon show with Giovanni Ribisi. I think it's right. Skinny Pete, but I'm not Skinny sure. Pete, Pete, whatever his name is. All right. The other, the, well, okay. The fucked up loser dudes that. <laughs> But he they, was friends but, with. But in in true Vince Gilligan fashion, he 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 throws things into the mix that all of a sudden you see layers of these guys that make you realize that um, maybe they're not the losers you thought they were. And, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah because there's a backstory or a more of a story about them as real people, right? Yes. Beyond the ridiculous characters that they played in the context of the Walter White story. Right. But there, but there's callbacks and there's there's little Easter eggy kind of stuff that pops up throughout the throughout the movie. That um, is is Jonathan Banks in the movie? He is. Uh, he's in, he's in a, just a flashback. So good. Yeah. A flashback. Okay, but I I could watch him, especially after watching Better Call Saul, and I don't even know if I'm caught up to that. But it's it's yeah. good. It's because uh, Jesse Pinkman. For those who have not watched Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Uh, if you've heard of it, you know it's uh, it's it was, what's the guy's name. <laughs> What's his name? Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Who, before Breaking Bad, was best known for um, what was that show on Fox with the 
Married with Children. No, no, no. they might be <laughs> giants. Had the song. Uh, oh, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Right. And that, with, and that kid's another story altogether. Uh, uh, Munez, Frankie Munez. Frankie Munez. Munez. Who has it, short-term memory loss? Did you? Is know that it true? No, I did not know that. For, is it from a racing accident? He's a big uh, car racer. He apparently has had um, like nine or ten fairly serious concussions over the course of his life. And is that he, why? Because of car racing? Uh, maybe that there were some of them. I, I don't really know. Uh, sports type stuff. He's 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 had a lot of I, I guess things that have happened. Uh, that, uh, I don't really know, but. Um, they they say his short term memory is is pretty much gone. He, he'll he'll have people that will t- will talk to him. Um, even his long term memory, I guess, apparently, because he has people that will will say, "Hey, remember that episode of blah blah blah?" And he's like, he said he really doesn't even remember most of Malcolm in the Middle. Any of he had many strokes. Yeah, yeah, he's had. Uh, some that issues. was uh, I, that's interesting. I never knew about this. Yeah, so he uh, apparently he, he journals a oh, lot wow. and he writes it, things down, and uh, he, he does a lot of uh, things to try to trick his memory. Into into Whoa. So, he, he's not, so that things aren't just completely no, forgotten. This is crazy. I mean, he, he apparently he had his first concussion at the age of seven while playing goalie in a soccer game. Yeah, next one came when he tripped and fell on his head during basketball. Two more occurred during pee wee football in around seventh grade, and he's not sure when the rest followed. Mm-hmm. Wow! How the hell did he become an actor? I don't know. He's he. Uh, I don't really uh, know. But yeah, he's right now. He's at the point where. Well, he's had a lot of press lately because he, he uh, the Lizzo thing, he said he wanted to be Lizzo's purse. I don't know if you read any of that. No, so. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, he tweeted something about, uh, I think it was a, no, Twitter, but anyway, he tw- tw- tweeted something about um, wanting to be Lizzo's purse, uh, and uh, that um, got a lot of attention, obviously. Cause Negative? Was, uh, positive? What? Positive, I think, because it, it was just, it was a strange thing to say. Sure. Um, he's got a girlfriend, uh, but he was he was just throwing out some some strange Lizzo love, which, uh, you know, if you think of him and, the, and you think of her, you know, like as a couple, as an example, it doesn't, it seems unlikely that, that they would be a couple, although not, you know, who knows, uh, mm-hmm. you know, love works in strange ways, but uh yeah, um, he's apparently a, a big Lizzo fan, but yeah, this memory thing with him, I guess, is a, is a major deal. And his his girlfriend helps out with a lot of stuff. As and far as and so here's the thing: I mean, he had these he had these concussions at a young age, and then it says here that you know he he said he's been in and out of ERs and doctors' offices after suffering from at least fifteen transient ischemic attacks (TIAs), otherwise known as mini strokes. What I have, strokes. yeah, yeah, that involve a temporary clot or blockage in the brain. Right. Uh, his first one hit in 2012 when he was riding his motorcycles. Holy shit! Damn yo! Damn yo! And shit! Yeah, yeah. Bizarre story, but the viewers, you, I took you totally off of your. Oh no, no! All I was saying is that those who don't know, Brian Cranston played the kind of dorky dad of three kids, and um, Frankie Muniz with the memory loss played the middle child, and it was really all about him. And then Jane, um, uh, I don't know her name, not Jane Krakowski, but uh, I forgot the uh, whatever the actress who played the wife. I mean, Brian Cranston was good on the show, but he wasn't necessarily the star about the of the show. It was really mm. about the kids, and yeah. and he was a character that tried real hard and was a little bit, um, you know, just a dorky dad, you know. And so, but on Breaking Bad, totally different, and uh, it was all about him. Not it was all about him, but it was a guy that was trying to take control of his life. 
Yeah, it was pretty yeah, much Walter White. Yeah, the, yeah. the plot on that one was yeah, pretty much yeah. It was it was, it was Walter, all Walter. But yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I do think that a lot of the characters, like Gus Fring, is he in the? Um, He's in a they, they Giancarlo show. Esposito. I, I believe. No, 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 he wasn't. I see. I, I get a little confused because I was before I watched it. I thought, God, it's been a long time. Uh, since I've since I've seen everything, and I want to catch up now. There's a bunch of videos on YouTube now that you can go to, and they'll they, they're like these catch up videos for this. There's a bunch of people trying to capitalize on that, so they put together snippets, and they put snippets of Jesse stuff, and they've got snippets of Walter moments, and then there's some stuff that actually was put together uh, by by Netflix uh, officially, I believe, to kind of catch you up. Those kind of things putting together these scenes and stuff so you can kind of figure out who everybody was because you know there were over the course of uh, however many seasons it was there are a lot of moving parts there and i had forgotten a lot of shit and so i was like all right i gotta i gotta fucking catch up here and um so i get a little mixed up as to which what what was what but no i don't think that was there uh i don't think that he was uh whatever his name was mr esposito the uh, yeah giancarlo esposito gus fring who is the uh the the the, uh the chicken place owner. chicken yeah yeah el pollo loco that's the one yeah that's the one so yeah i would say uh, so you know, did you enjoy it i did i thought it was did uh, you watch uh, it by yourself you know, rachel and i watched it and, had rachel uh, had she been all caught up with uh breaking bad she was caught up but she i had to before we started i said yeah, okay so just so you know the, the uh, <clears throat> i watched this stuff and i explained to her kind of who some of these characters were again just so to refresh her memory and she was like oh yeah okay so and some of this stuff they popped into i i, I had read a little bit about it so i knew that there some of these characters were going to pop up and um the white supremacist guys that were at the end of the uh thing that uh you had to kind of know some stuff about what was going on with those guys so um yeah, she she enjoyed it. it. It it's it ties up a lot of loose ends, and it's it's uh, you know I think some people might think there should have been more action and you know a little more edginess to it. Um, it had a little bit of a, a feel good thing going on to it, maybe that that some people might take offense to. But um, it, it was trying to go through and just kind of let you know where everybody's where everybody's where everybody ended up. One of those kind of things, and uh, you might. Yeah, like and it. and Jesse Pinkman, the the Aaron Aaron Paul, the actor who plays Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman was his character was a former uh, student of uh, Walter White, the yes drug dealer, drug lord that Brian Cranston eventually became. But before that, he was a he was a with a chemistry teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron Paul may not have been the best student, but as the series progresses. Uh, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman's character, he's not really a bad kid. Exactly. Right? Like, he's not a bad kid. He's more of a, a victim of circumstances and, like, his station in life based on, yeah, you know, I saw, parents, etc., etc., et and, yeah, and, and some poor choices. Yeah, well, I, well, with him, it wasn't, yeah, it was more poor choices. His parents were decent. Uh, you know, it, were they? Was, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, the parents were decent in that. Now, now if you look at uh, the uh, whatever it was, Stinky Pete or Sneaky Pete or whatever the hell his name was, and, and Skinny Pete, yeah, Skinny Pete, and uh, and Badger, you know, those guys were probably the kind of guys, character-wise, that you would have thought, you know, the parents were, you know, they lived in a trailer and smoke crack or, you know that, that kind of thing that, that's kind of backgrounds those guys seem like that they came from um at least in, in the you know first first part of it and before the movie after after the movie you, you got more uh i don't know 
I'm not saying they totally redeem themselves, but in a, in a major way, you realize there's more depth to the, to the character. And, right, right. And I've always, okay, if I were going to write a movie, if I were going to write a book, or if I was going to talk about, and I was, my hometown up in, uh, where I grew up, up, up in northwest Iowa in the middle of nowhere, uh, the heart of where uh, Stephen, Steve King, not Stephen King, the author, Steve King, the uh, crazy fucking politician, the uh, the uh, evil spawn uh, that's uh, of uh, uh, anyway, he's he, he, that's where he's from. Uh, so in that area, way way out in the middle of nowhere, there there were a lot of people that were were uh, that sold drugs, did drugs. Uh, there was a lot of drug things going on up and up around there. A lot of people I knew that uh, you know guys I went to high school, you know guys and and gals. Let's let's say gals, uh, folks I went to high school with. I got involved in um, majorly in in the drug world and uh, drug trade. Some of them. Um, now I know for sure a lot of those people were good people. Really, I mean if you. Uh, you know, if you if you knew them and where they where they came from, even the ones that came from kind of shitty backgrounds in some cases were, I, I think, uh, a lot of cases they had kind of the heart of gold syndrome. They just got caught and you know, they just you know had the, the misfortune of, like I said, growing up in a trailer court and uh, uh, with crackhead, maybe not crackhead parents back then. It was probably you know alcoholic parents or something like that. But they had some sort of shit, you know, shit beginning that didn't do them any good, and they ended up. Uh, in a situation where, you know, from the outside looking in, you'd say they were, you know, criminal drughead fucking losers. But if you actually knew them, no, there's there's more to people. People are there's 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 other. Yeah, sides. typically, I mean, it's uh, I say it all the time. For the most part, people are not all good or all bad. Some people are more exactly. good than bad, and some people are more bad than good. And every now and again, I, I think it's it's a it's a minority of people that are evil. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or that are saints of some right. sort. Or you know, evil, I mean, evil all the way through, if, even if they are a little evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I've. And yeah, and perception is not reality. And then it's you sort of, you know, with, with some of these television series and, and movies that are like a show like Breaking Bad in particular, you get to explore the depth of a character like Walter White that you would not necessarily be able to do in a movie because the movie is going to be maybe two hours, right. possibly three. Right. But over the course of how many episodes? Like, uh, was it 13 per year times, you know, five? Was it five? I'm not sure. I'm Something not like sure. that. R- roughly, yeah. yeah but, but you're talking about probably over 60 episodes. Yes. I don't know the total number. But but the point is you're able to develop this character because in a movie, if you were to see the arc of Walter White go from chemistry teacher to, uh, was it, uh, what was he uh, dealing, crystal meth? Yes, the purest crystal meth. You're right, right. Like the, the best, planet. ice blue, purest, like the most, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's just an awful, awful drug. And you wouldn't believe it in a movie because you would be really hard-pressed to tell that story in two hours yes you know and make it actually palatable i i as okay um that's true because okay he he made it up uh, vince gilligan did but okay so this this week i started listening to this podcast um it's um a gimlet media thing gimlet media yeah is, i love gimlet media uh, yeah, jonathan yeah. The, yeah that guy goldstein 
Jonathan Goldstein. So they've got this thing called Crime Town. Um, I didn't listen to the first season. Alex Bloomberg, sorry. Uh, Jonathan Goldstein is the uh, is is one of the guys that he brought along with him and yes. does heavyweight. But it's Alex Bloomberg startup. He had that podcast, and uh, they were bought by Spotify. Yes, Give yes. Up Media. Sorry, they got bought by Spotify when they bought when Anchor Anchor was yeah. purchased as well. Right, and uh, so this Crime Town thing. It. Uh, I don't know what the first season was, but I picked up uh, for whatever reason. I saw it pop up, and I was like, uh, "The second this season. Is, this is season three or season two? Season season. I think they maybe they're they're past this, but I'm I'm listening to season two. Season two is about Detroit, and um, it's real. It's real life stories about Detroit, and uh, you know, as a as a crime town. And uh, holy shit, you can't, police you, corruption and brutality. The the, the 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 mayors that have been the mayors of, of Detroit, uh, uh, Kwame uh, Kilpatrick uh, is m- one of them. I can't remember the guy that was before him. But um, they, they start with um, just talking about there, – there's stuff about um, – about the the crime scene and the gangs and uh, the introduction of crack cocaine and and hip hop and all it's it's very well done they just they they weave the story but it about, starts in the seventies right yeah yeah and so they start this story in the seventies and it's about you know the basically the music scene and the beginnings of hip hop and and um, how. Th- Things rose out of these different neighborhoods and where it went to shit and uh, the 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 corruption that came with these with these couple of mayors that that uh, were uh, just these bigger than life uh, figures that uh, it's just it's mind boggling when when you're it's like if that were a book you know a fiction piece you'd you'd read it you'd be like this is great this is really a good story this sounds like it's the sopranos or something but it fucking happened it's real it's real stuff <laughs> it's like holy shit man that's mm. like crazy and i i'd heard i'd heard the name kwame harris heard of him mm-hmm. um and uh, you know I, I knew that you know the, basically there was something going on there that was uh you know that he he you know, somehow ended up in jail or ended up in trouble but uh man it's quite a story it's it's uh, it's incredible. It's it been a while since I jumped into a new podcast, uh, and I've got a lot of time, but I, I, I should jump into that one. I binged, uh, I binged it. I just I couldn't shut it off. How I, how many episodes do they do? Uh, season two, I think I'm on episode fifteen, and it's they're still oh wow, still going, and how long going. is each episode? Forty five minutes to 45, an hour. Yeah, forty five minutes to an hour, probably yeah, somewhere cool. right around in there. And if you put on Spotify now, if if you put on Spotify, because they get it marked episodically, I guess is how that works. Um, it plays them. It'll just play them in order. It just keeps going and going and going. It's like mm-hmm. it, it, won't, it won't shut off until you shut it off. But is it is it to the point where you, you know you don't want to stop listening because you're just like really brought in? Oh, I was totally brought in, and I actually back. There was a couple points when I was at work, and I, you know, it ended up, I ended up having to work while I was at work. Imagine that, um, and wasn't. Paying, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. <laughs> it's wasn't, rare. Wasn't paying attention, and so I was like, I got to go back and listen again. So, I've listened to at least probably uh, you know a few episodes uh, a couple times just so I could go back and and uh, get the context of what was going on, and they they described some stuff. Um, it was funny because I was in Detroit. Uh, uh, in the late 80s and uh, they were talking about when crack came into Detroit and they were talking about the certain neighborhoods that uh, this guy gives this description of this neighborhood and he's saying um, there was there were blocks where y- you you didn't go down that street no matter who you were you did not go down that street unless you were uh, there to to buy drugs basically and and so you were either there you, you know one of the 
the the people on the scene that were selling drugs or you didn't go down there unless you were buying drugs. Well, we made a mistake. Me and a couple of friends of mine uh, were in Detroit. We made a mistake of driving down the wrong street one one um, the early evening. And, you uh, you made a quote unquote mistake. Okay. Yeah. We why up, were you in Why were you in Detroit in the eighties? Sounds like a uh, bad idea. Uh, well, at the time, I was I actually I was working for Best Buy Corporation, and I was on there. Um, they had this thing they called the O Team. This was at the point where Best Buy was in there uh, when they were exploding, and they were they were putting up stores all over uh, in a hurry. Was this and, the late eighties? Yeah, yeah. So they, they were putting up stores in a hurry all over the United States, and uh, I ended up in uh, Detroit helping them open stores in Detroit, and which involved a lot of you name it. You know, they were they were. Um, just like six stores would open in a hurry in a, in a particular market, something like that. So you came in and you were involved in the hiring process and the team building and the stocking of the, the, the physical stocking of the store. And, and that when the store opened, um, getting everything, everything going at the store and all of that stuff. And then you would move on, you would be at one place for a while and you would move on uh, like a month later, you'd go somewhere else, or if if it were even a month. Sometimes it, w- it was a quicker turnaround. Now, what there. were you doing there? You were you were working for corporate. Yeah, I was working for for the corporate thing. So they pay you to go in and and stay. And like I said, you'd be a part of this this team, this management team, sort of. Uh, the, they were they would hire you know just a shit ton of people because if when a store would open, you'd hire say 150 people to open a store and. Um, well, you wanted 150 to stick, so they would hire like 300. And yeah, where what when when did you come to the company, and what role did you have, and and where are they based out of? I have no idea. I know very little about Blockbuster, like Best the history Buy. of Blockbuster. Best Buy. I mean, Best Buy. Not Best, Best Buy is based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, okay. Uh, I had started working for them. Uh, I took a. I was working in radio. I took a part-time job over the holidays. I was just. I was always in there buying shit. And they had these. You know, these. You walk in the door and they have the big. Uh, you know, hey, we're hiring for Christmas stuff. Then they got these great discounts, employee discount stuff. And so I got the idea. Okay, I'm. I'm just going to go to work for Best Buy because I got this. And I talked to some of the guys. The employee discount was like cost plus five percent. So whatever they're that's they're, pretty fucking that's yeah. ridiculous that's unheard of now I know I know they don't do that now but back then they did and um, so I was like oh what well, you know I wanted to buy shit I, especially I like, considering the yeah. interest that you have yes. in electronic shit right I I had real money from my other job and I thought I can do this for a while I can get this fucking employee discount this would be great and and it actually it was benefits know? too. Um, not when I started, not right away, but not when yeah, I started, yeah. but then after I, after I'd been doing that for a while, I, I was in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska and, uh, I was doing the thing there. And I, so I went down to Oklahoma city to work in radio. When I was down working in Oklahoma city in radio, I went down to the, I, I just went, like did the same thing, went down and started working down there. Uh, with the uh, Best Buy thing part-time, they were opening stores in Oklahoma city. And there was a, this, uh, regional manager one of these good these guys that uh, they're just walking around they're just trying to find the 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 brightest bulbs on the tree for the most part you know they're just right right they're hiring smart people who are charismatic and know people right right if you yeah if yeah. if you yeah if you're standing out in the crowd they're just like hey and he's like hey dude you know he goes we have this thing this o team thing and you know you gotta, right. you gotta do this and as it worked out this radio thing that i had uh two groups of Two groups of people on radio, those who have been fired and those who will be fired. Uh, anyway, I, ended, I had a radio thing that went south. Um, and in between the time when I went back to radio, 
all of a sudden I got presented this thing with Best Buy. You can join this O team thing and well, you can, this is what we're going to do. We're going to open stores and you're going to go wherever we tell you and you're going to, we're going to give you a per diem and put you in a hotel. And it's going to be this crazy thing that goes really fast and you're in one place, then another and another. And so, um, yeah. Boom. I'm in. So you find yourself in Detroit. Now, had you yes. been to other cities at that point, or is it one of the earlier cities? Uh, that was actually the only city I was in there long enough because I wanted to get back into radio, but I was uh, just basically helped them open all of the stores in greater Detroit. So um, and, and, and Detroit at that time couldn't have been so great. No, it was. I mean, I mean, it's. It was it's, not at all, man. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you, you could walk okay. around the mall. Seriously, I remember walking around one of the malls. I don't remember which one it was exactly, but there was one of the malls I was in in Detroit when I wasn't when I first got there, and I was walking down through the mall, and there's all these dudes walking along. A lot of was, there's it's mostly. I mean, Detroit's predominantly black, but there was a lot of white dudes too, uh, walking along with the wife beaters on. And uh, they'd have a wife beater on, and uh, you'd see on the front of their shoulder what was obviously uh, a, a scar from, or, or one or two from a bullet wound. You know, that was the size of like a, a nine millimeter. And you, and every once in a while, I remember walking by and looking at the back just to, just to, yeah, as I walked by them, I'd kind of do this backward glance thing, like, was that a bullet wound? I'd turn around looking, I'd see the exit wound in the back of their shoulder. And I'm like, all right, yep, there's a lot of fuckers here that have been shot. And, uh, well, I was just saying, how, how do you hire? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. if those guys show oh, up, man, like, we, eh. yeah. yeah, we hired some cats, I'll tell you. It was, <laughs> yeah, there were some people there. Um, uh, it was fun. It was. It was. It was. A lot but of some fun. of those crazy motherfuckers are smart, charismatic motherfuckers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just scary as fuck. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was. We had, we had no. It was. A, there were some great people. There really were, and uh, it was fun. But we and we were and so I'm staying at this hotel, um, big. It was like a Holiday Inn or some shit like that. I can't remember. But it was. It was decent. And uh, um, they give you a per diem. And so you know we we fucking drank a lot and uh, and we're, we worked a lot and we drank a lot. Is basically what it came down to, and uh, they they were paying us well. Um, lots of the the regular rate, whatever it was, I was getting an hourly rate. Um, it was uh, fairly high, and I got a shit ton of overtime. And uh, they paid you know all of my for all my alcohol and food. So yeah, for that period of time, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, but we ended up we went to uh, we were. We had decided, let's go. We, we want to go over to Canada. And this is when you could just drive into Canada without a passport or anything. You just drive across the border and they'd, they stopped you for a second. What are you coming over? You know, what are you doing? Well, we're just going over to, you know, we just told them we're going over to drink at a bar or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. But um, coming back, we see uh, this sign that says Tiger Stadium and uh, we're, we're going to buy beer. So we'd see the sign that says Tiger Stadium, and it's off like the uh, on the we're coming up the freeway, and the Tiger Stadium. You can see it; it's over uh, like on the left side of the freeway as we're coming up the freeway. And so we're like, all right, there's got to be a liquor store or somewhere you can buy alcohol right around a, you know a professional baseball stadium somewhere close. Uh, and so we pull off the off the ramp and look over down this block, and I see a we see a, a liquor sign like a neon liquor sign down the block. It's it's literally like a block away. And we go around the corner to this liquor store, and it was like this was <laughs> not the place to be. Let me tell you, it, it in a in a in and it was it was like zombies waking up or in the neighborhood. Like, whoa, what are these guys? What doing time here? of night is this? 
It's still light out. It was like fucking light mm-hmm. out. But nonetheless, yeah. it was, you know, you're not in the best of place. You need, you really shouldn't be here. Well, a lot of things, most neighborhoods, and it's probably still this way, I'm sure, in Detroit, a lot of places where you walk in, everything's bulletproofed. So, you, you know, you, you typically give people money uh, underneath a, a little deal where you slide the money underneath and they pull it back, you know, on their, on their side. So there's a lot of places where you go in, the, the, the cashier is behind bulletproof glass. All right. over in Detroit's like that. This is like that too. So we go into the place and there's an Indian dude in there. And the Indian dude looks at us and he's going, what are you doing in here? He goes, you get the fuck out of here. They'll kill you. They will fucking kill you. And he starts telling us to leave. He's like trying to kick us out. And uh, we're like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we just want to buy beer and get it, get out of here. And he's like, and he's like almost refusing to give us, give us anything. He's like trying, he's really trying hard to get us the fuck out the door because he doesn't want shit jumping off in, in this place. And he realizes that people saw us walk in, which happened so fast. It was like, uh, this guy walks in, this big black dude walks in, he c- kind of confronts sort of ish, this, this friend of mine, uh, Grant, one of the guys I'm with. And he's, he's like, you guys look like college boys. And then he looks at him and like, gets his f- nose like right in his face. He goes, we're cops. And it was so weird. Cause I'm listening to that. I'm listening to that interview with that guy on this, on this, uh, crime town podcast. And he's saying the only people that are in those neighborhoods, if they weren't buying drugs or selling drugs, they had to be cops. And I remember that guy. Right. Who, giving him the shit about being a cop and grant's like ah, he laughs and he's like i'm not a cop and i'm not a cop i just want to get my miller light and get out of here you know and so well we get the alcohol by the time we had left we had um somebody at the top of the building had thrown out like out a window had thrown like a whiskey bottle or some kind of al- some kind of bottle out the window at us this glass breaks on the street there was a transvestite uh prostitute that was trying to offer uh to suck us off or whatever i don't can't remember the, i think there was a i think there was a dollar amount that was thrown out there i, can't I was gonna say what was the going rate back then in detroit <laughs> it wasn't you know? so yeah we had this transvestite hooker uh trying to give blowjobs we had a guy trying to sell us a watch swear to god he he even had watches on his arm he wasn't just trying to rob us with the hey you want to buy a watch type thing he pulls up like some stupid thing in a movie pulls up his fucking sleeve and he's got like 10 watches on i was like what the fuck are you kidding me it's like it was like this is ridiculous we got in the car took off people were were starting to kind of like chase after us when when we drove off and i remember looking up out of the out of the car and i we hadn't noticed this when we rolled up but when i looked up i thought wow this whole block has been on fire this whole fucking thing is pretty much burned down we're like in one of the only only buildings that had something that was still that was that was you know uh, uh, you know a going concern like there's still electricity and there's still a business there and there's still something going on the rest of it was all just burned out looked like fire bombed shit places that were one block off the freeway and there was uh, there was uh, everybody that was there was I uh, was selling drugs <laughs> or whatever and that would have been in the in the heyday of the crack epidemic uh, yeah right yeah, yeah yeah heyday of crack and uh that is covered real 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 well in that thing so yeah we got out without uh any altercation because all the the whole from going getting out of the car getting in get, and we bought alcohol we bought we bought beer and got back in the car and sped off um the whole whole transaction was maybe 90 seconds i'm guessing yeah, um it sounds like 90 seconds too long 90 seconds of hell. We should not have been there. Uh, yeah, if we'd have been there another 90 seconds, somebody would have, 
either robbed us or shot us or stabbed us or something. But we got in and got out, got back on the freeway, got our asses back out of there, back to Southfield, which Southfield, Michigan is, um, so, you know, it's a suburb, but it's predominantly, well, it's predominantly black, but it's black people with a lot of money and, uh, and Jewish people. Uh, and it was funny because I'm listening to this podcast and the guy one of the one of the gangster guys is on there and he's talking about when he bought his house he bought a house in southfield and he said he bought it from an old jewish couple and he describes the he describes the process of buying the house from the old jewish couple in southfield and i was like i probably stayed right there by that neighborhood where we we're very near there there was really great uh delicatessens jewish delicatessens and stuff and you go in there and it's predominantly like you know i would guess 90% plus black, um, but Jewish delicatessens in, in Southfield. People, you know, there was like a lot of, I don't know who was living there, where, where the money was coming from. Um, but there was there was definitely money. Good money. Yeah, breathe time. Breathe was that time. was that your phone? That was my uh, watch. Tell me to breathe. Breathe. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been wearing my watch to bed and doing the sleep, Yeah, you know, um, the sleep out. app, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. So I mean, I have I use an app called Sleep Cycle on my iPad, and I keep the iPad next to my bed on like an end table. Yeah. And uh, but I I I realize it's not really getting a good sense because it's not even in the bed, so it's not getting the movement in my body and when I'm twisting and turning and when it senses that I'm in a deeper sleep. Whereas the at least with a watch, you know, it, these these types of you know, um, it, it just keeps getting better and better in reading the metric of certain things. Right. While it's not an exact thing, it does tell me, like, you know, I was in bed for five hours and 45 minutes, and I slept for, let's say, five hours and two minutes, or whatever it is. Yeah. And then it'll show you restful sleep in this. And then every morning it'll ask you, you know, you know do you feel well-rested? You know, like, it's like a scale of one to three, you know. Um, you know, felt really well-rested you know, okay or not so much. And and so I was wearing the watch this weekend. I was is it telling you to breathe breathe again or stand? Oh, well done. I was breathing during while you okay. were talking. Okay. Because we, the thing is it 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 one of the things on an on an Apple Watch and I don't know if, if you don't have one you don't know this is it'll have a stand goal that you want to stand at least once per hour yes yeah. for 12 hours keeps bugging you get up walk right right so at about at 10 minutes to the hour if you have not been standing it will remind you to stand same thing with breathing it seems so silly that we have an electronic device that reminds us to breathe but it's not about just we of course we're breathing you know you and i are breathing now but it's like it's a different type of breathing it's a more deliberate slower conscious. controlled conscious breathing yes which is not necessarily a bad thing so um i was wearing my watch this week <laughs> mine mine just notified me that my achievement was a perfect stand week now i wake up at four o'clock every morning mm -hmm. well, not every morning but almost every morning at least five days a week so when you wake up at four o'clock it's easy to hit 12 hours of standing because even though I drive, I take plenty of breaks and I'm not driving for hours at a time. So I'll have scan, I'll, I'll end up standing 16 hours in a calendar day. Mm -hmm. You know, because maybe I didn't get to go to sleep until midnight. Right. So I, I'll get us, you know, one or two hours from midnight and 1 a.m. But I had the watch on 
And uh, my girlfriend Susie, I saw her this weekend. You know, so I drove up there on Friday afternoon. Got there around four thirty, five o'clock, and I was wearing the watch at night. And she's like, "Who's texting you?" I'm like, "Nobody's texting me." I'm like, <laughs> I, "Not that you need to see this, but I'm going to show you." Like, I haven't had a text exchange with anyone for the last six hours. And I texted them. I was like, that's telling me to breathe, to stand, to do this. It's time to go <laughs> yeah. to sleep. It's like, what are you, a child? Yes, it's like my fucking parent, you know? It's yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's just sit up straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah Which okay. I don't know when it does it. A lot, I'm just, I've, I've made it a point to just kind of roll with it. When it when it does whatever it does, a lot of times I just I just get up. I well, and I, and, I, and I will too, where it's like I, I, I get to a point where I'm almost obsessive about the stand goal. And I'm like, I don't know why. But I mean, it's just a, remind, a reminder to move. Yeah. You know, yeah. as far as not reaching the 10,000 step goal, and we've talked about this before, 10,000 steps literally is. is it, it was a Japanese company that was selling a pedometer that came up with that number. Recent studies have said if you're over a certain age, they did studies with, uh, I think, mostly women um, uh, over the age of uh, 60, that I think it's like the benefits are somewhere between 4,500 and 7,500 steps. But the number 10,000 was just a round number that this Japanese company made up pulled out of to sell pedometers <laughs> now now which is fine but yeah. at the same time moving ten thousand or more steps is not necessarily a bad thing the american heart association has said that that that's the number but again number. it's almost like it's an arbitrary number yeah yeah and i you know i hear people talking about it all the time it's like i didn't get my steps and, they, and i think everybody's got that number in their in their uh in their as their, their goal, crawl. As, as their goal, Just, goal number. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Now, I don't know if I told you this. Um, our, one of the people I work with uh, passed away recently. Um, um, I don't know if you told me this. Tell me more. Small company. Um, our, our IT director uh, passed away uh, uh, a while back. Uh, how old? Uh, how old the person? Uh, 50-ish. Uh, Oof. Yes. Like 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 under 55? Uh under 55. Uh, I think fi like 51 or 52 years old. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. had a, a variety of things going on that were uh not getting the 10,000 steps uh for sure. I Heavy set person? Heavy set um smoker um like uh like uh, I mean it's less and less people are smoking but uh, how much of a smoker like constant pretty, cigarette breaks pretty constant cigarette breaks yeah yeah I'd say pretty pretty much yeah on the smoking bandwagon kind of thing had uh, diabetes and uh, for, type for, two diabetes the uh, yeah yeah um, yeah had a variety of things going on and uh, anyway so one of the things that this person uh, had had done. Um, at the company, which uh, 
Okay, it, it, it struck me as odd a little bit when it, when it started, but uh, um, he was also, besides being the IT director, he, uh, he was the guy that had, uh, he was the guy with the tools at the, at the, at the facility, so he did a lot of, uh, I'm not saying that they told him to do janitorial type stuff, he took it upon himself a M lot of Mr. times. Mr. Fix-It? Yes, he took it upon himself a lot of times to be the Mr. Fix-It guy, and so when something was going on, he decided just to, to, to do something, and occasionally he, he had an idea that um, popped up in his, in his mind, and he just decided... Um, he would go ahead and do that as well and one of those things was he and i'm sure he probably popped for this himself but he put a uh, in the in the uh, men's room uh, in the stall in the men's room he put a camera no well okay, not, as far as i know i don't i don't think there's a camera <laughs> okay. if, he, if he did God he's watching him. you from beyond God the grave help him. yes yes that's yeah. too bad i would not want to see what was going on in yeah anyway uh but um no he put a magazine rack uh, on mounted a magazine rack on the wall interesting and on that magazine rack, because uh, apparently some people are, spot, are, are fond of spending uh, a little bit of time on the on the throne, as it sure, were. sure. Which uh, I never a little really, break. You yeah. taking a break? Taking a break. You know, well, not taking a cigarette break. Let's take a break while sitting on the throne. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that magazine rack was always full of of IT based magazines. A lot of uh, Wired. Is Wired even still a magazine? Well, it wasn't even anything that hip. It was more like the the trade journal type stuff. The the uh, you know uh, ugh, uh, whatever. Uh, it's like uh, uh, yeah. I I don't know I, any IT Weekly or whatever. Those kind of you know those insider trade business to business trade publication type stuff. A lot of that kind of stuff where you had articles about uh, you know, wiring and and uh, servers and uh, you know you know. That kind of stuff. So anyway, he, he had all these magazines there that were that kind of stuff. So I was always, you know, as as and this it, he put that magazine rack in probably about a year ago, maybe something like that. And uh, I'd always uh, kind of chuckled to myself a little bit because there was nothing in there that I was interested in reading. If I was going to pull out one of these magazines, I was like, oh, there's nothing here. Probably I understand it's all it's all. You know, it's IT stuff, and you know, for me, that's you know, like a different language. I can't language I don't speak. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not smart enough to speak. So anyway, uh, that said, uh, after he after he after he passed along, uh, passed away, I was looking one day at the magazine rack a few few days after that, and uh, I took I took it by myself. I didn't ask anybody. I just went ahead and did this. Uh, I just. I took all of the magazines out of the out of the rack, out of the magazine rack, and I went that day and I went to a little uh, little store that's got some magazines in it. Uh, okay, I hadn't bought I hadn't I haven't bought a magazine in a long time, an actual physical magazine, and uh, they've gone up in price a little bit. I was like, wow, really, five bucks for a magazine? You can, you can get them if you get a subscription; it's way cheaper than that. But I thought I'm going to put um, uh, a couple magazines in in the rack here that. Uh, that aren't IT related, and uh, I bought I bought Men's Health. <laughs> I was going to say he could have used that. He yeah. really that would have helped. I should have bought. I should have done this sooner. sooner. Really? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I should have done this sooner. So I got the Men's Health, and uh, I got um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the, it's about um, uh, it's like science sciencey kind of stuff uh god i can't remember the, the title of it uh anyway so i bought two magazines popular science popular science that's it is it I the got, one yes yes that was Fuck it. yeah popular science <laughs> and men's health 
<laughs> this mini so, stroke brain is yes. working he, sometimes. It's better, better than mine. Better than mine. better than Frankie Muniz's. I'll tell yeah, you that. I, I got some Muniz, some Muniz shit going on here. I'm hoping to improve that. I, I've signed up for the Wim Hof course. You know who Wim Hof is? W I M H O F F. No, I do not. Wim Hof is a um, is a man from. Uh, he's from. I'm trying to think of where he's from. Oh, the Netherlands. He's he's Dutch, and uh, he's this dude that. Um, He's scaled Mount Everest. I think it's Mount Everest. Is it Mount Everest? Uh, he's 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 gone up mountains, big big mountains in his in his underwear. Uh, he uh, he can he can sit in a bucket of ice and it doesn't bother him. He's he's he controls his temperature, his internal temperature with his mind. He does this breathing thing that's amazing. Uh, he's like this this uh, he's like this dude that has has um, been able to. It's hard to describe, but he can take uh, in his mind and um, completely shut off the cold. It doesn't affect him. Cold is like something he completely he can uh, use his mind to shut off. Yeah, it's W I M H O F Dutch athlete. Yes, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was he's sixty years old. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> There's Hoff immersed in an ice bath, 2007. And then there are pictures of him if you Google. This is pretty fascinating. Okay, so Wim Hof. He does this breathing thing. That's amazing, this breathing technique, the Wim Hof breathing technique. And um, he's the most centered dude in the world. He, he's like, he, and he does this yoga shit. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of him. He's, he's a badass motherfucker. He is, and he's funny, and he's got this course thing coming up that uh, I somehow ran across, and uh, I'm, I'm signed up for it now. And it starts in, um, I think it starts on the 24th of this month. Where are and, you doing this? Uh, well, they send you emails, and so there's these, uh, each day he has like a video thing that you watch, and then there's a, he walks you through the techniques of the breathing stuff, some of which he's been on Rogan. I've seen him on some other stuff before. Um, he's been on various podcasts. Um, I think Tim Ferriss had him on and some other people. But um, so he, he goes through this breathing technique thing that he does. And um, then he also teaches you this uh, to, to love this cold immersion stuff. So part of the he's kind of laid out what's going to happen in the course. But you start on the first day. There's a one-minute cold shower part of it, and then it goes to uh, to some other um, longer longer type stuff. Eventually, you do the ice bath thing. Now, I have done because of my running stuff. I have done the ice bath thing before, so I'm not I'm not, I'm not a stranger to that. Um, and I can tell you, it is really quite awesome, especially if you're if you're uh, working out. If you're uh, if you've done a lot of of uh, really hard workout type stuff, it's it's amazing. It makes you feel amazing. Um, it is not easy. Uh, I don't have the Wim Hof uh, ability to um, when, when you put your when you lower your nuts into a if you got a big bathtub and it's mostly ice and you're and you're lowering your 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 ball sack into that. Let me tell you, there not only is there shrinkage. There's retreatage to the point of, it's yeah. You're, you're going to make some girl noises. You're going to you're going well. You're, you're going to make not not Wim Hof though. I'll tell you that right now. Wim just not this dude. Well, he melts yeah. the ice cubes. So you just right. sent me a video. I see. It. I sent you a video. So it's 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 uh it's it's Vice. Yeah. It's from uh, July 2015. Is Vice making fun of him? 
No, they're not at all. It's, really? I mean, there's no way, not at all. This is uh, a Vice series called Fringes, season one, and this is episode nine, and it's inside the superhuman world of the Iceman. Yes. And, and, it, and, and the first thing it says in the description of the video is, Wim Hof first caught the attention of scientists when he proved he was able to use meditation to stay submerged in ice for one hour and 53 minutes without his core body temperature changing yes and then there's a whole list of other things that he's accomplished right so and then it's like about everything Wim has done was previously thought to be impossible but he's not a freak of nature so back to what you were saying about this course in other words so he employs certain techniques, techniques. yes that allow him to achieve these things that's true yeah so yeah. so where's the so you how did you find out about the course uh, somebody tweeted it. I don't know something on Twitter. I, I, I can't remember. It was it's probably some. I don't know. Saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "All right." I'll, so since I've signed up, the the this thing is free. Uh, the, the the initial sign up for this thing is free, but um, there is a, a after this free part, it goes away. There's going to be something that continues that you can pay for, and they've got an introductory fee for that if you sign up early of fifty fifty bucks, forty nine dollars for the whole thing. So I don't know how much mm. it's going to go up if if you were well. Right. Send me the info. I'm I'm real curious about it. I mean, I I while while I don't even like taking oh, I don't like taking a hot shot but I don't like taking cold, cold showers. Um, you know, and there was that dude that we knew from from Anchor who, uh, what was his name? I don't think he's on there anymore. I can't find him on social media at all. Is uh, the kid, that, the, the, the Romanian dude that lived in, in on the Upper West Side, uh, Momac. Oh yeah, that remember guy. that dude? Yes. He he would he would do these seven minute workouts, and uh, you know, bald Romanian dude who spoke very. Um, this spoke very ghetto New York style. Very Brooklyn. Know? He was very, very Brooklyn, like, very yeah. New York, very like, you know. But he, he was really much big into these like seven minute workouts and also into these cold shower therapy. And I was like, I've never down with it. You know, now that I'm dating a woman who likes really hot showers, I get in there, I'm like, I'm burning. I'm like, no, no. And I'm like, oh, I think I, you know, it's way too hot in here. Way but, hot, uh, yeah. you know, I, uh, you know, I, I have told you that I want to do the uh, transcendental meditation. Yeah, and you, you know, should. I'm really, I'm really, and again, it, it's like I forgot how much it costs, like nine hundred and sixty-five dollars, and I'm like, I spend so much more money on Apple products. Like, why wouldn't I do this thing that could potentially change the way? You know, we have. Uh, I, I we do have, like I process things and, and deal with things. We have here in Iowa, uh, the um, Maharishi International University uh, is located here in Iowa. Do, do, hmm. You familiar at all? No, 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 not at all. Well, you should come here probably because, uh, yeah, Maharishi International University is in Fairfield, Iowa. And uh, it was actually, um, it was visited fairly often by uh, Andy Kaufman and uh, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of other people. Have, what about George Harrison? Um, I, it might have, I think it, it was Formed after George Harrison maybe died, I, I think. I, I'm not sure how long it's been around, but the Maharishi International University is is the place to to learn that shit. Uh, from what I understand, Maharishi University. I'm looking it up right now. See what the URL is. It's uh, mum.edu apparently. Mum.edu. Hmm. They have degree programs. You can uh, uh, let's see. Ar- Ar- Ayurveda is one of the degrees you can get. I'm not sure how you get a job. 
if you have a degree in Ayurveda, is that how you say it? Ayurveda, uh, something like I'm that. Not sure. Um, let's see some of the degree programs uh, we're looking at here. Besides that, um, design your. Oh, they got to design your own major, individualize. Um, BFA and art, MA and art. They got mathematics. Okay, BA and Ayurveda wellness and integrative health. Uh, Maharishi Vedic Science, MA in Maharishi Vedic Science. I don't know. It's a freaky place. I've been down there. I've, I've uh, been on the campus. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thought put into uh, the the the. Um, ooh, geez, I just just on the uh, on the website and they had a little pop up thing that came up with uh, Sean. Said I can help. Can I help you with anything? Should I ask him some questions? Do you ever ask questions to these people when the little thing pops up? No. Um, all right, I'm going to ask a question. What should I ask? Um, I'm going to ask him, can a duck, can a D-U-C-K? I like asking these nonsensical questions. All right. So he says, hey, sh hey, I'm Sean, and I'm a real person. Can I help you with anything? Who who does this guy work for? Maharishi International University. So they Yes. Uh, tell, tell him that your podcast uh co-host whom you've never met in person would like to take a transcendental meditation course i am podcasting um, my co preferably by someone who learned from the maharishi himself and he lives he lives in the northeast where should he go my co-host <laughs> sorry whom i i'm being serious if this guy's a real fucking person who i've never met uh what, what do you want to do you in person in in person in mm -hmm. person don't even know if he's real he could be a catfish 160 episodes in wants don't don't <laughs> to take a take a class uh, a, a transcendental meditation course atm course with someone who what was that was tra was l trained or learned from the maharishi himself from the how do you spell Maharishi? Uh, I have it googled here. I'm just gonna say uh, Maha himself. Can I say it? Ma oh wait, M A M A H A R. No, no, Maha M A H A R I S H I. I got it. I just copied it off the URL. Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Ma, uh, it was training from the uh, wants to take a course with someone who was training from the Maharishi himself. Himself. Yeah. Yeah, so. he lives in the Northeast, in the New York metropolitan area. He or right, you know, New York. He where, lives in she go? the Northeast, near NYC or VYC, NYC, NYC. All right, is that enough? You think? Yeah. Where should he go? So, all right, where should he go? Where he's going to say to Iowa? Where <laughs> should Let's he? See. Where should he go? This now we're gonna find out if this is a real person. If these fuckers are lying about this being a real person, I'm gonna know real quick. I am podcasting. My co-host, whom I have never met in person, wants to take a TM course with someone who was training from the Maharishi himself. That doesn't make sense, but anyway, who was he, trained? But okay, who was trained? Who was training? I said trained. I'll say trained. I want it to be sound like someone real. All right, blah blah blah. Trained from the Maharishi himself. All right, so let's hit. I'm gonna hit and go. He lives in the Northeast near New York City. Where should he go? All right. All right. Sent. 
This is supposed to go to Sean, who says he's a real person with mum.edu, Maharishi University of Management, it says. And I can't tell that he's, you know, it's not like, I, here's, why I, here's why I like iPhones, part of the reason why I like iPhones. I don't know if it works this way on other phones, but I like the little three three bubble things, the you know, little three dots. Oh, yeah, yeah. When someone's writing, the, the, yes. they change that, though. Yeah. That used to be the entire time that someone had a character in their text field, you'd see the dots. Now yes. it disappears, and I don't know how it works. And it's the worst thing ever, especially when you're when you're um, texting with a significant other whom you've just met, and it's like you're going back and forth, back and forth, and you see dot 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 dot, and then they disappear, and then nothing happens. Or then there's a really long message. Like what happened? Were they writing? Where'd they go? Exactly. I just got a response. Uh, well, it said hello, and that's it. <laughs> Okay, now, now it's popping up like they're like they're. It's got the three dots, the three yeah, bouncing yeah, dots. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Hello, exclamation point. Are you texting them? Yeah, it's on or the is website. it or is the it through chat. the website? It's the though. chat thing through the website. It's popping yep. up. Yeah, the yep. chat thing. M U M admissions. Um, it's like he's, uh, he's like he's did they did they text something else? Not yet. Okay, because so, I had other things. I had other things. Right. Have you watched Succession? You want me to ask them that? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't ask Sean, uh, the real person, Sean. No, have you, Colin Flynn? Have you watched Succession um, on HBO? I think I did watch the first season of that. All right. I, I watched the entire first season. It ended with a wedding. Okay, so good. Sounds it familiar. really, it's really good. Um, yeah, it's it's about. Uh, He's still tired. Did, did he? He didn't respond. Okay, so Br- Brian Cox plays the patriarch of a family. Uh, he's got th- uh, four children. Uh, those four children, uh, it's a media company. It's like, imagine if it were like Rupert Murdoch, right? I mean, he's in a... I got, a, I got an answer. You did? What did he say? He said, I suggest visiting HTTP, uh, anyway, uh, org for more information regarding learning TM from an instructor that may have learned from Maharishi. He wrote that what that may have learned from may have learned from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi himself. Mm -hmm. This website also has a chat service with an agent that will be more than happy to assist you. So it's uh, all right. So I'm going to go to that. Let me go to that now. Let me ask this chat agent TM TM dot org. org. Okay. He's, he's going. Yeah, okay, thank you so much. What else do we want to ask him, though? Do we want to ask him anything else? Uh, uh, thanks so much. Oh, uh, where the, where's my person? Um, TM.org. Should it, should it pop I up? I want to find a TM teacher. I want to find... Where's... I don't see the... Uh, fi- no, find a TM teacher. No, I want to... Damn it. This website also has a chat service with an agent. Yeah. Mm. I sat there for a second and it popped up. It just, you know, it was one of those things where, like, if you're looking for a car, all of a sudden the thing just goes bam and it just pops up. We um, now have income based pricing nationwide. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be eligible for that. Uh, how do I contact us? Contact us. Yeah. It's. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Thanks so much. Oh, I think I saw it. I think I saw a little chat bubble. I said, thanks so much. He's checking now. Um, okay, so uh, hi. We'd His love pleasure. to hear your this questions a, about TM technique. Please fill out the form below. This is a real. Oh, and then start chat. All right. So they want my email person. address. It's a real person. It is a real person. Yeah. Well, please thank Sean for us. I just did. Yeah. This is yeah. not like a car. This is not like the car lot where where there's a fake person. And I, yeah, I used to work in the in the automobile industry. Uh, uh, what haven't you done, Colin Flynn? Oh well, yeah. There's there's that. Um, <laughs> you know. 
There are some things I haven't done. I, there, I, I've not, I've not served on Congress, uh, in Congress. In <laughs> that's Congress. good. That's good. You're. I would like to. I think I could. I think I could. I wouldn't break down and cry. I don't think on the on the Senate floor, on the Congress, on the floor of Congress. Um, so I've seen a little bit of that going on lately. Can't name names. Um, so yeah, you you talking there um, to yeah. anybody? Well, I, I, I'm. Uh, it's not allowing me. Hello, we're looking forward to chatting with you. Every one of us is busy at the moment, but someone will be with you shortly. You are number one in the queue. Your wait time will be approximately five minutes. Thanks for your patience. With a smiley face emoji, but an old school. Tell them you, you know, were colon close parentheses. Oh, tell them you were referred by Sean S H A W N at M U M Admissions. Okay, of the, right, I will. Of the Maharishi, Maharishi school in school. Iowa. Whatever. Yes, I had a long, many years ago when I was going to school at the University of Iowa, uh, I, I uh, ran into in a in a bar. Uh, there was uh, two two girls that were there, and um, this friend of mine was uh, was hitting up on one of the one of the girls was uh, was flirting with one of the girls, and uh, her friend, uh, as it turned out, was gorgeous she was this gorgeous girl and um she was like uh she had a boyfriend though but anyway we, we were we, we ended up uh kind of hanging out with these two girls and the, so i was i was hanging out with the gorgeous girl with the boyfriend which you know that wasn't going to work out it was it sucked but they were they were uh students at maharishi international university which uh i was like all right i'm i'm, I'm not sure i get it what what what, uh, what are you gonna do how's this uh, what's what's the degree thing gonna be i but it looks like they do have some actual. They have accounting, they have finance. What's the business. name of the school again? I'm I'm writing to the um, chat people, the um, the uh, the TM people. Well, it's uh, Maharishi. Uh, what's it called here? I'm looking at Maharishi University of Management in Fairfield, Iowa. Maharishi University of Management in Fairfield, Iowa. So yeah, I, I was not getting it, but it looks like they have uh, they have some stuff here that's uh, the woo woo stuff apparently, um, mm -hmm. as well as uh, as well as some some actual like screenwriting. Did you I just get a, get a text from me? Text <laughs> from somebody. Uh, so uh, what did I ask? I said uh, I would love to take a TM course taught course in the New York New York metro area preferably by someone who was taught by the Maharishi himself and if not Self. Could it be a hot girl? <laughs> I'm not saying that. Not even to, no, because then they'll think this is Eva. Hello, Eva. So I'll read it here. So, uh, so the text uh, is um, is uh, hello. My name is John. I was referred to you by Sean, a live chat agent from the Maharishi University of Management in Fairfield, Iowa. Hi, John smiley face emoji but with the you know old school emoji and then i said i would love to take a tm uh, course in the new york metro area preferably by someone who was taught by the maharishi himself and then i i said hello um did you see the joker the, or not it's not the the joker have you seen joker 
I want to see Joker. So good. I saw it yesterday. I so it wasn't a great film, but he was so fucking good. You didn't think it was so a great dark. film? Um, I thought it was a good film. Takedown film. What do you mean? Was it a takedown on uh, mores and values? Yes, mores and values. It's, it's not a comic book superhero movie. At one point, toward the end of the movie, so um, you know that uh, what's his name, uh, Robert De Niro, was in the film. Yes. Uh, so the the film is is, is I th- it's a two hour and two minute film. Okay. Yes. Uh, hold on one second. She, I'll send you the contact info for some teachers in that area. I'm not sure if any teachers who have been taught by the Ma, by Maharishi are still around, but you can ask these individuals. All right. Thank you. I I did hear from uh, someone that I I drove when I was working on NYPD Blue Pilot that uh, she went to a place in Katona, New York, which is in uh, Westchester. That th- those uh, teachers may have been taught by the Maharishi, but I'm not sure. Uh, so anyway, so the movie, uh, I I I I want to say there are no more than three scenes that Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Joker. Or not in, and I think it may have been one or two scenes. There's even a flashback where his character may not have even been born, and he is in that scene. Total creative license, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, I, I've heard that if he's not a method actor, that he was definitely in his own headspace. Like if you worked on this movie, you would not have necessarily have met. Joaquin Phoenix. You would not have had a conversation with Joaquin Phoenix. And if after watching the film, you're like, oh, okay, I could see how play- the character that he was playing and the way he played it, how he did not really want to be cordial and jovial and interact with people on some normal social level. Because the Joker character, whose name is Arthur Fleck, is a l- dark, lonely soul. Well-intentioned, but incredibly broken. And uh, well shot. Um, production design was great. And uh, Score? The score was excellent. It's an Icelandic composer who plays cello. Cello. And I actually heard a story about this on NPR, where um, there were scenes where they would play the music on set, and it actually, I think there were there were one or two scenes that they actually changed it based on her score. Hmm. So, and I would actually, I want to, I'm going to Google that and try to find that and see which scene it was. Uh, but it, it, th- that cello really set the tone for his character. And so he, he in certain scenes, like it, 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 it drives the story. Um, and he is so good. You know, if you watch the original, um, you know, um, Tim Burton, Batman, and you think, you know, what's his name, played Joker? Um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Right. But it was still a comic book Joker. It wasn't Cesar Romero from the original Batman series in the 60s, mm-hmm. um, which was over the top ridiculous, you know, comical, you know, like a comic. And then, you know, and then you had Heath Ledger, who eventually ended up, you know, killing himself. Uh, I think he may have actually won the Academy Award after he passed away. And he was really good. Joaquin Phoenix is next level. So, like, it. it <sighs> Everything about his, just his movement, facial expressions, his laugh are are so, I I was very happy to see it in an empty movie theater with people my age or older. Um, 
because it, it's it definitely had it, it made me feel uncomfortable not in a bad way in a good way and at one point toward the end of the movie like there's not necessarily a lot of violence but the way it's shot and when it comes it it comes and hits you hard and there's one scene in the last act of of the of the of the story where it is brutal and i was on the edge of my seat and i was like my heart was racing and there was one guy behind me, four seats over in the row behind me. And as I'm watching on the edge of my seat, I felt my whole, my seat shaking. It was driving me nuts. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over to the left and I see the guy's feet in my row and he's shaking. And it pissed me off. But I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Make a scene in a fucking Joker a screening of the Joker movie? No fucking way. I don't care that it's fucking Wilton, Connecticut. I moved up two rows and just avoided it you know and by the time the credits were over i was the only guy left in the theater it it's i highly recommend it and would love to know what you think about it because um i can't see how he does not get nominated for an academy award and that ladies and gentlemen is our show Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.